Welcome to Subzi Live. Conscious, Conscious living, living with, with a, a twist. twist. My name is Faison Subzali. And I'm Dr. Syra. And Dr. Syra, tell them what you do. I am a therapist and I work with people who are looking to incorporate their spiritual values and their cultural beliefs into therapy. That's great. Yeah. And I'm a technology consultant and I'm a, a coach working with people and kind of helping them find their patterns uh, to live a better life, to be able to just at least identify it. And to start off with, Syra, right before we started, Syra just told me that I have a face for a podcast. I don't know what she meant by that. <laughs> Great podcast. I, 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 yeah, I, it hurts my feelings, but no, yeah, I guess it is okay, what it that's is. That's not how it started. I said you have a nice voice. <laughs> that's where it started. I complimented you and then I kicked you in the nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of how did. it rolls around here. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling so great. About, I'm feeling great about myself let's right now. tell our listeners what even is this podcast if people are joining for the first time like what's the point of this the point of this was so Syra could force me to sit with her and actually have just, a meaningful yeah. conversation yeah once a week once a week on and, the couch <laughs> and we just didn't do it for a while there but though really i think this podcast um what is kind of grown into at least for us mm-hmm. is to be able to share our knowledge we truly believe in relationships Yep. We believe that relationships can last long, long, long term, yeah, and not be boring. And, and that's dead. so yeah, and that's our bias. So that's a bias that we come with is that a relationship can work and a relationship can last. And um, you and know, if we, you're obviously if you're having issues like abuse and violence, then absolutely. you need you know professional support for that. But yeah. But we found even with addictions and violence, if there is professional support and intervention, even those can work. Yeah. And what I'd like to say about some of that is that we've been blessed with mentors and teachers who've given us some tools and finding myself in that position, at least myself, is that I can share some of those tools. I, I want to be um, living the mission of uh, helping those that believe in relationships, that, that, that want to fight for their relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, that they have the tools that they need. Right. To, and to get to a point where it doesn't feel like you're fighting for your relationship all the time, where you can just enjoy your relationship. Yeah. But if there isn't, there's particular foundational pieces that if you know them, if you understand them, it makes it easier to make the relationship feel more like a dance than, you know, firefighting. Right. So one, uh, one of the things right now that we're doing currently as we record this uh, is we're running this Love Talks uh, couples group. Love uh, Talks. That, that title was my idea. That was your idea. And we've got 12, 12 couples uh, that are working with us that we're blessed to, uh, that we're getting to learn from as well. Mm-hmm. And today's was a great session. Um, and, and one of the things that we're talking about, you know, when it comes to relationships is finances. Mm-hmm. And, and really, we didn't talk about numbers. <laughs> we didn't talk about how no. to create a budget. No. Because that's usually what we end up talking about when we think about finances or a conversation about money. It's usually about budget. And it's usually about how much we're spending, how much we're saving, where the money's going, who's earning what. And we have these very practical conversations. Absolutely. And so what you talked about earlier was that, you know, there's some foundational pieces. Are you talking to me? I'm talking to you. Or I thought you were talking to the audience. Yeah, I can't really talk to them. I never know when you say you. Yeah. (laughs) You're the only one in the room right now. Okay, uh, okay, got it. 
you were speaking earlier about the foundational components of mm-hmm. a relationship. Yeah. So can you speak to some of the foundational components when it comes to uh, how to talk about finances possibly? Well, there's three questions that we had the people in our in our group ask each other. But first, we did an exercise on listening. Because when we're having difficult conversations, when we're having any conversations, the way that we've been taught to listen in, in day-to-day you know, interactions is actually not that helpful when it comes to getting to know someone and getting to walk with them through their journey. Um, we tend to interrupt each other. We tend to re- relate things back to ourselves like, oh yeah, I have the same thing or I'm going through the same thing. We tend to plan in our minds what we want to say next rather than actually being present with people as they speak. So the first thing we had to do was do some work around listening um, and teaching. Pe- I mean, I'm sure they already knew it and we all know it, but how to listen without an agenda, how to listen without taking things personally, how to listen. And when you do get activated, how to stay with that and not... Um, deflect or diffuse or move away but actually stay with the un- the discomfort that comes up in these types of conversations so that we started with that and then we talked about these three questions and that that again is if we look deeper than the budget and you know do we have a shared bank account and those kinds of questions we look at what does money mean what does money symbolize what does it mean to you so that was the first question the second question was what did you grow in your, you know, in your family of origin? So the family that you grew up in, um, what were you taught about money? What was, what did that look like? And then our third question, and it really, I think it was a really thoughtful conversation was like, what does the rich life mean to you? What does that mean? The rich life. And, and so we had our couples kind of interview each other and ask, ask each other these questions while practicing that, um, active listening. And, I mean, of course, we're not going to share you with you details of what came out of that conversation because confidentiality is the key to to group work. But what we found um, as we were having that conversation with each other is that there's certain beliefs that we carry, um, that we have carried since, you know, for decades that we've never actually articulated to each other. Right. Yeah. And I know uh, there's there's this belief about uh, control, right? And so for me, money was about make enough making enough money that i have control over my life right so uh being being an immigrant and kind of uh coming uh to um to this western world from uh from pakistan where i was born it it it, there was this thing about you know you you make money so then when you need it when that opportunity comes to better your life you you have it right like so it was that choice of freedom Right. Like my parents, I, I was just realizing today as we were talking through it is that they were about our age. Mm-hmm. My parents were when they decided to pick up and move and they were actually making a life for themselves. They were getting into that financial position right. um, back in Pakistan where they were actually finally feeling comfortable. Right. Both of them had, you know, uh, poverty filled childhoods, you know, lost their homes and all of those things. And so finally they were making that and they made this choice. To start over. Yeah. But it, to start over, they had to like give up. They had to sell everything. They had to give up everything just to be able to make it, right? And and so, yeah. Um, so, so there is this concept of freedom and opportunity that, mm-hmm. that's kind of ingrained, right? And then there's also this thing about security is that you're never secure in a place, 
So for me, financial uh, strength was about, I'm, I'm not secure here. I'm not safe. Mm-hmm. This can be taken away. Whatever this is can be taken away from me. Right. And so when it can be taken away, I want to make sure that I have enough that I can go somewhere else with. And and, and my money story is very different. Yeah. Right. And so my, um, and actually doesn't really have much even to do with the same themes as Faisan. So we were talking about how in my family history, you know, grandparents, great grandparents that um, my, my family line on both sides came from money. And at some point in the story, somebody gave up the money for love. Right. And so I had this piece around money and love don't go together. So if I'm really in this loving, caring, connected relationship, likely we'll be broke. And that was the role modeling that I saw around me, the, the relationships that where people did have money, they were unhappy in their relationship. And somehow I connected those two things. I made it mean something. Um, and so that's one. And then the other piece around um, saving and collecting, um, you know, I grew up with a single mom and happy moments um were few right there were few i mean we had happy moments but there was a lot of there was a lot of lack and so when we did have a little bit extra we would we would treat ourselves that was a concept like if you have a little extra let's have a pizza for dinner tonight and that would happen like very very i remember digging in the couch cushions for for change to see if we could collect enough money to maybe get a pizza right things like that I, I didn't have money for lunch at schools we brought like all of these pieces and so for me that idea of saving and waiting for a rainy day didn't ever really didn't talk about that because and and again with the immigration story my family they chose to come they were in london in england um so my mom left P- pakistan and, and my dad um tanzania and then they they shifted and they, they their first immigration landing point was london and so and they were young and so they kind of had their kind of immigration struggle, their, you know, um, first arrival struggles there. So moving to Canada was a choice. It wasn't a, like we need to get to a better life. They had a stop point in between. And so that idea of like we're going to get kicked out, it wasn't as profound or as obvious for me and my story. And so when I decide, like, for example, being in this little town, we've moved to this tiny little town, right? Um, and I'm not afraid of getting that one day we're going to get kicked out. But Faisan will say things like, you know, we have neighbors and we have to be careful how we show up. We're the only brown family and da, 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 like those types of things, right? And so our, our beliefs and our, our insecurities are so, um, they're so real for us and they're also so different. And if we don't talk about them, if we don't understand them, yeah. Then we miss such a big part of, well, of our partner. Yeah. So like one of the things that we were struggling, we talk about savings, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's this oh, concept geez. of savings. And then so when we were trying to have the conversation, we were talking about it from a different viewpoint, right? Yeah. I'm talking about savings as a lifeline. Because you could, your life could be taken away and you have to have a nest egg. Right. And right. Cyrus talking about it like, you know, I'm talking about rainy day fun. She's like, every day was a rainy day. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's it, it's it, from a from a conversation perspective we're we're trying to have a conversation and not understanding why the other person is not figuring it out like not hearing know? it the same way that yeah. you're saying it yeah. it's like yeah okay yeah i believe in savings but it's like so i can treat myself right. versus yeah i believe in savings so we have some right like even to be able to move here like okay we have to build up mm-hmm. a place that's like okay we're in a position where we can now go chase our dreams right right and so the opportunity like but we were coming from a different 
framework. Uh, different, totally different. We're framework. playing different sports, right? <laughs> like I'm trying to play basketball. Sarah's playing baseball, and we're like, why are the like? No, badminton. Badminton, yeah. You, <laughs> Yeah. See, I, he doesn't I, even know what sport I'm playing. I, 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 I can't, I can't talk to Sarah about sports. It just doesn't work. <laughs> it's another, another one of those things. It just, it just. Sometimes I listen. Not really. And then I remember, and then I have to ask you yeah, again yeah. the next time. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah, so, so, so what's the? Uh, you were talking about listening skills. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that helps actually drive conversations, right? For us to be able to have a conversation is to be able to make sure that I'm going to actually get heard. And that's the piece, right? Like, I think when you live with someone, you're not always on. Like, I'm a therapist. I listen to people for a living. And it takes energy. It takes energy to be present and really hear someone and, like, just let let it land. I mean, with my clients, I don't let it land because it's not personal. It's not about me. But with your partner, you know, letting it land and, and actually considering what they're saying, that takes energy. And I think what... I do is, or maybe we've done this unconsciously, but we don't have difficult conversations all the time. We kind of like do that once in a while and we prepare each other that I have something I want to talk to you about, right? It might be a a tricky subject. And that way it's not like everything always has to be heavy all the time because that's exhausting when you're living with a person. You want that lighthearted, fun, playful um, interaction as well even when there's difficult things to be talked about. Right. And when we don't have those difficult conversations, then even the light conversations take on their own life. And they have little jabs in them, right? Right. They have little like barbs in them. So when we're having a conversation, you had like, you had those kind of like three or four points, right? Like don't, what not to do in a conversation. So one of the things to avoid is, um, is interrupting. So when somebody, when somebody specifically... So I shouldn't just jump into this conversation as you're talking? We interrupt each other a lot on this podcast because <laughs> this is how we talk. This is how many of us talk to each other, right? But when you're having those serious conversations, it's about... Because the interruption usually is one of two things. Either it's a question, right? Or it's you, you redirect the conversation back to you. So an example would be... Here, let's just do it right now. Let's do an example for the, for the folks that are listening. Okay. So why don't you talk? Okay, yeah. so I'll talk about, um, oh yeah, so I want to redesign my office because I don't think it feels the exact same way that I want it. So I was thinking of taking this desk into the other office and then yeah. moving that desk into But you know, actually, I was going to say the same thing. I was like, I don't feel right in this space. Like in my office here, that where we're sitting, I, I also don't feel right. End of example. Go. So there. So we do that, right? We, we say, oh, here's how I can relate to what this person's saying. But what you do then is you shift. And I, I'm, I'm guilty of this. I do this all the time. And I have to stop myself when Faison's speaking and say, shut up and let him talk, right? Just shut up and let him talk. And I have to remind myself of that because, yes, even though I'm trained as a therapist, I, I'm a person and I'm a wife and I'm a, a you know, and I jump in. And so that's the first thing is that interrupting and redirecting. We don't want to do that. The next thing that we don't want to do is the fixing, right? So there's a problem and I'm talking about it. Okay, so let's do that example. Might as well. Sure. You can be in a workshop with us. This is this is your workshop, your <laughs> podcast workshop. So here's an example. So I will... Um, okay, so I'm having a hard time waking up in the morning. I'm feeling really tired and... 
you know, the night before, like, I'm, I feel like I'm going to bed at a reasonable time, but I'm just so tired. And like, our daughter comes into our bed and I just don't know what to do about it. And I'm just, it's just so frustrating because I'm never rested. Yeah. So, you know, but one of the things I've noticed that you do is you watch like TV at the end of the night and then you try to go to sleep. So is there, maybe you can cut out the TV possibly in the evening. End of example. <laughs> So in that example, right, he's not hearing me. He's trying to solve my problem. And this is one of the the big complaints I hear when couples, um, I don't work with couples, I work with individuals, and then they make changes and their relationship gets better, right? But this is something that we talk about a lot is I just want to be heard. I just want you to validate me, to hear me, to let me know you're actually understanding what I say. I don't need you to fix it. I'm smart enough to fix it myself. Now, sometimes I do want your example and then I'll say, hey, can you give me your thoughts on this? Or can I, can I ask you your opinion on this? And then you're, you know, then Faison's welcome to give me his examples and his ideas. But unless I ask that, I don't want that. And so that's another thing that we have to be mindful of um, when we're interacting with each other. Um, what was the other one? Interrupting, fixing. And then kind of the re, well, we've talked about the redirecting mm-hmm. and it's really trying to relate to the other person right like so we've talked about that story mm-hmm. and the other part i think the one thing that happens usually is when we're having a conversation you start asking questions right you start trying to say okay it's not clear to me mm-hmm. right so you're trying to actually get a response going in your head oh, right so yeah. you're starting to ask questions or even while they're talking you're right? formulating an idea in your head as they're talking yeah oh and that was the other thing is to really you know when you're engaging in this type of listening to not just listen to it the words coming out of the person's mouth mouth right listen to their tone of voice notice their body language notice um you know are they and, and you don't have to be a trained professional to do this we're humans we can understand did you know that only 30 percent of our communication is the verbal words coming out of our mouth other 70 up to 77 percent is all that other stuff and so when we're listening um and and one of the things that came up today in our group is the difference between listening and hearing right can you really hear the person beyond the words that they're saying and so those are some some tips and ideas um as you're going through your own difficult conversations around money or other topics so so we've talked about okay we got to listen well yes talked about what not to do which is fine yeah so like what should we be doing how should we listen to have, and this isn't just a conversation about finance, right? It could be a conversation about your sex life. It could be a conversation about uh, children and, mm-hmm. you know, anything. In-laws. Really. In-laws, right? Like, so any conversation that we need to have, mm-hmm. any tough conversation, it requires this type of listening. Right. So we've talked about what not to do. What should we, how should we prepare ourselves to do what's required? So we also talked, we also um, have been trained in this idea of standing in the sacred fire. Those are Chuck Spisano's words. Um, Dr. Chuck Spisano, who's a transpersonal psychologist and is one of our mentors and teachers, he talks about standing in the sacred fire. And what that means is that you stand open hearted and, and kind of receiving whatever your partner is throwing at you and you just burn with it. <laughs> you just you just let it burn. Because sometimes what we're talking about, what they're talking about is going to bring up shame. It's going to bring up, um, you know, you wanting to defend yourself or respond in some way. And so we hold that. We hold that uncomfortable emotion in our body and we allow ourselves to experience it. Many of us avoid these conversations because we don't want to feel uncomfortable. 
And so we never have the conversations or we start having them and then they derail and they go into something else. And so when you're standing in the sacred fire, you're trusting that whatever they're saying and whatever's coming at you, it's in the it's in service to that other person. You're going to hold whatever they have to say without making it personal, without making it about you. And if you feel that heat and that shame and that, you know, those uncomfortable feelings, you're just going to let it run through you. Um, There's research that, that tells us that emotions can only last in the body for about 90 seconds physiologically. So if you're having an emotion that's lasting longer than 90 seconds, it's because you're feeding it. So you're feeding it with some other thoughts. Um, and so, and there, and there may be different waves. You might have the emotion of anger followed by the emotion of sadness followed by, right? But only 90 seconds at a time. And so our job is to not make it mean anything to just stand there in the sacred fire. Yeah, that's great. So, so we've talked about kind of standing in those fires. Now, how, how do you talk about the, like, the focus here was about finances. Yeah. How do you talk about money belief systems? Mm-hmm. Right. So we've talked about what does money mean to me and what does the rich life mean to me? How do we have those conversations and then somehow partner up on those? So what's what's some of the the tools that we can talk about? Like what? I don't know. Didn't I just didn't I just answer that? No, you talked about okay, we can have those conversations, but it's a next step, right? Like so so part of the conversation is about balance, right? Like how do we phase? I think that many of us are looking for a how to guide. Like follow these steps and you'll have a good conversation. What I've learned in my work over the years is that it's about your inner preparedness, right? When you can prepare yourself on the inside and know that your partner's on your team, right? And not not see them as your adversary, not not need to defend yourself from them, but see them as, as a player on your team, just giving you some information. Then you can have these conversations. I don't think there's like a... Well, pick a time and then sit down <laughs> and then you pass the no. pass the talking stick back and forth. Like it's not that, right? It's it's preparing yourself internally to be willing to be vulnerable, to be willing to feel uncomfortable and to have the conversations anyway and have the conversations about what's really going on. Not about, you know, the number in the bank account, but what's really going on here is we see money differently and we have different understandings of it. So how do we when we talk about that and we understand that about the other, then we can make some decisions together. Right. And I think for me, yeah, it wasn't a how-to guide. It was the the concept of that that is a belief system that I have, right? What? So what I'm saying is that my own beliefs yeah. is to look at those belief systems to say, is that actually mine? Right, yes. Or is that my father's or my grandfather's or my grandmother's belief system that now I'm carrying? Right. I never You've questioned inherited it. Them. Yeah, I've inherited them. Or it's my friends that I grew up with. Right. Right. It's their belief system that I've just taken on and saying, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But I've never actually questioned it. I've never looked at it from the different angles to say, does it actually ring true for me? Anymore. Anymore, right? Right. And, and it changes. And so really what I was trying to get to was, okay, you can have these conversations, but now it's to go back and reflect to say, what I, what I profess to be my truth, mm-hmm. is it actually my truth? Right. Or is it somebody else's truth and, that and I'm carrying? And that reflecting is so important, right? Because in the middle of the conversation, you're standing in the sacred fire. Yeah. And then the things that activated me in the conversation, I want to go back on my own and kind of dig around about that, right? So why is it that when he talked about um, X, Y, Z, whatever it was, that I got so activated by that? What's happening in me that 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 pressed a button? That internal work is so important. Many of us are looking at our partner and saying, well, if you just do this and this and this, I'll be happy. Rather than saying, 
My happiness is my responsibility, right? right? We're looking to the other person to make us feel something and nobody can make you feel anything if you're not okay inside. Yeah, please connect with us. Tell us your kind of your belief systems and uh, as well as just connect with us to uh, the other topics that we want to discuss. So one of the things that Sarah and I are going to be working on is um, how do we have these conversations more and more? Mm-hmm. Uh, because that, again, that's our mission is to have these conversations. Um, so we're going to be figuring out our social media platforms. We don't like n- neither one of us really knows how to, how to work that system, but we'll figure it out. Uh, uh, so so please connect with us. Uh, I'm at a guy to talk to a guy to talk to on Instagram. Sarah is at Dr. S- uh, Dr. Sarah Cares. Uh, so please connect with us, have conversations, uh, share, share about your beliefs, uh, because we learn, we learn by having these conversations and we learn by listening to you as well. So, so I think we can leave it at that. So until next time, smile more and worry less.